Good day, fellow hoteliers, and welcome to the Hotel Marketing Podcast. This is episode 230. This is Pete DeMayo with Travel Boom. This is the first of the year, and this is the episode you're going to want to pay attention to a little bit more carefully than the others. We've got a lot going on today. We've got a newsaroo that's going to impact everything, and I mean everything, that you're working on. We're also going to be walking through headless website development and why it's going to be critical for you in your digital marketing efforts moving forward. You want to pay attention to this one. It's super important. With that being said, we've got a lot to cover. If you want to follow along online, you can do so at travelboommarketing.com slash podcast and click on episode 230. With that being said, let's go ahead and jump into the show. That's my first try at doing the music in line with the episode, so bear with me as we improve the podcast for you over time. But yeah, like I was saying, we have a big, big episode today, and it's something that's got really two things that are going to shake up the the marketing industry for sure. And the first one, and it kind of leads me into my 60 Seconds to Success and a Newsaroo. Well, since I can't do both 60 Seconds and a Newsaroo and sing and all that stuff at once... I'm going to pick just the newsaroo. I'm sorry, I lied to you. I'm going to pick just the 60 seconds to success. So let me set this up for you. 60 seconds to success is when we have just one minute on the clock to share a tip or a trick to make your hotel marketing more effective. Now, in this case, we have, I'm going to put one minute on the clock and I'm going to try to share something with you that's going to make your marketing a little bit better. All right, so here we go. The clock starts ticking now. All right, here it is. Take a few minutes to go on openai.com and learn about ChatGPT and Dolly 2. This is something that is really going to completely revolutionize not just the hotel industry, but all industries. In short, ChatGPT is an AI that can answer most any question, including long-form questions such as, Write an article about things to do in Gatlinburg this fall. Content developers, developers, social media experts, and others are all going to have to contend with how this shakes up the way we market each and every day. The capabilities are astounding, and it really did make my jaw drop, but it would really behoove you to get up to speed and learn how it can impact your business, as this tech is absolutely going to change everything we do. A word of caution, though, don't take what the AI says as truth, it's in its infancy, and it does need a human hand to, to make it work really well. All right, how about that? I was able to actually get through the whole thing without the buzzer going off, so that's a that's a good thing. I want to share a little bit about ChatGPT and reference a couple of articles that I think are really going to be important to help explain exactly what it is. You don't necessarily have to be a techie to understand. What you do need to understand is Microsoft, Bing, Several other companies have all worked to invest billions of dollars into an AI platform through OpenAI that will create a basically a chatbot that can answer any question that you throw at it. An, an example, like I said, the, the Gatlinburg example earlier, I had asked ChatGPT to explain the five main causes of the French Revolution. 
within seconds, it wrote a 500-word essay about the political causes of the French Revolution. My daughter, who's in uh, AP Euro history, read it and said, yes, that's exactly what we're going over in class. And that's the kind of article that we would write. There were some things that were incorrect about it, but it just goes to show you that if there is artificial technology or artificial intelligence out there that can take a simple prompt like the political effect of causes of the French Revolution and write a complete article, what can it do for somebody who asked a question, you know, what can we do in the fall in Gatlinburg? Or, you know, help me code this plugin for WordPress. Help me build out this website or answer any question that you can think of. It is something that is absolutely, and I mean absolutely going to change everything that we do from a marketing perspective. If you're a content writer, if you manage social posts and whatnot, again, this is something that theoretically can get you a lot farther along in your content development, but it is not something that is in place of a human reviewing the content. Don't get me wrong, though. The content is really, really good. It's solid, and it's a great starting point, but you do need to have somebody who can actually review it, tweak it, and make it work better. The industry is still up in the air on exactly what this means to our world, but one thing is for sure that we need to adapt. We need to understand how we can use this technology, and we need to understand when it's best to leave this technology in the toolbox and not touch it. But either way, either you or your competitors are going to be using this technology into the future. So learn about it and really get up to speed. When I was first playing around with this, it made my jaw drop about how crazy, how fast, and how accurate some of the answers that were coming back were on things that I'm passionate about, either from a business perspective or a personal perspective. So play with it. Even if there nothing comes out of it from a hotel marketing perspective, it is something you better know about. Go to openai.com, click on the try it's completely free to use, and you can see if it's something that is is helpful for your business or start brainstorming ways of doing so. So that's the, really the first thing that we want to cover. We are going to have a full-length episode on ChatGPT and some other platforms, talk about the search ramifications, content ramifications, where it should and should not be used. But I really wanted to just kind of prime the pump with this 60 Seconds to Success to get you ready for that. So you can start thinking about how it could impact your business moving forward. So there it is. That is 60 seconds to success. And hopefully it gave you something that's going to help make your marketing a little bit more effective. If you enjoyed it and you want to learn more, go over to travelboommarketing.com and click on episode 230 in the podcast section. Or if you're listening on LinkedIn right now, Go ahead and check out the podcast in general. There's a lot of great information that I think will make your life better. All right. So now that we have the 60 seconds out of the way, let's go and dive into the main topic, which is the headless hotelier. And if you don't know what headless websites are, I'm going to go and give you a quick summary of that. But the best place to start, in my opinion, is this awesome article that our own Alyssa Fariska wrote, which is called, What is a Headless CMS? Go to travelboommarketing.com slash blog slash what is a headless CMS. And that's going to have everything we're going to talk about today on the podcast. And it's also going to give you some nice illustrations. It'll have a nice video about how it all works and it'll get you up and running. At a 30,000 foot level, 
Headless is a new design or development methodology for websites. It's not something that's necessarily brand new. A lot of bigger names, Netflix, Hulu, Nintendo, you name it, have been using headless development for quite some time. And what it is, is you take the back end of the website and the front end of the website. Typically, those are all the same thing. You might have the happyhotelier.com and then you have the happyhotelier.com slash wp-admin if it's a WordPress website. In those cases, when the happyhotelier.com loads, it's going to load not just the website, it's going to load all the JavaScript that is required to the website to load, but also it's going to load a ton of stuff that is not necessary for the consumer experience. All that admin controls, everything that needs to be there, logins, things that may not be relevant. It's going to slow down your website. It's going to open the door to potential intrusions and hacking. It's going to hurt your site speed and your SEO a little bit. And that is really what Headless looks to overcome. So don't necessarily think of it as a a massive change from what the consumer sees. The only difference from a consumer perspective, and we'll get into some of the nuances in just a second, are going to be speed. It's going to be much faster. And they're going to be able to navigate pages in a fraction of the time that they would be able to you know, navigate them now. So what we're going to do is we're going to dive into that. We're going to talk a little bit about headless, what it is, what it does well, and what it doesn't do so well. So at that, we've kind of talked about a little bit of what headless is. Next, what we want to do is talk about some of the advantages of a headless website. So the very first advantage when you create a decoupled CMS also known as headless development, is it's going to remove a lot of the issues that a traditional website has. Things like caching. I know we've all had our web developer and being on both sides of that, on the the web developer side and also on the people who develop websites for me, they say, oh, it's a caching issue. Just give it a few seconds, force refresh, bypass the CDN, all those things. A lot of that is going to be avoided when you move to a headless CMS. The other big thing is you think like database optimization, image optimizations, all that stuff really does benefit from headless design. So we're going to go through a couple of the the benefits here specifically. And the very first one of going, you go headless is it's going to help your website work better because it's going to reduce coding conflicts that your website has. Now, what I mean by that is it's an age-old problem. You have your designer and your UI UX people want a website to do a certain thing. And you have your developers who are building out the back end and the, the admin side want are only able to do so many things with what they have. You always had to have those two working together. With a headless CMS, where you now have your admin in one location and you have your front end in another location, It gives you the ability to do whatever you want on the admin side and whatever you want on the front end side. And those two don't have to bump heads anymore. It's really nice. From a admin perspective, it's not that much different when you go to log in instead of going to happyhotelier.com slash wp-admin, you'll probably just go to something like admin.happyhotelier.com, which is a subdomain, which is separate from the main site. So little things there's a difference. The second big benefit is 
being able to serve a purely static HTML version of the website that's not connected to your back end. That equals speed. Think of the front end of a headless website as the website from the late 90s, early 2000s that was just dumb HTML. It did what it was coded to do and it didn't have a million connections to external databases, pulling code from different areas, a lot of heavy JavaScript. That stuff is all out the window with headless because you're basically building a static version of the website that gets updated when you make a change in the admin, you push it live. So again, it's going to be very, very fast by going in this direction. Uh, so one of the other benefits going from there is it's going to be more secure. When you think about how websites work, particularly WordPress, people know if you go to slash WP admin, you can get into the website or at least try to log in in most cases. They know that there is a WP content. They know that there's different sections of the website where themes are, exist. If you strip all that stuff out, and the only thing a malcontent would see is happyhotelier.com and there's really nothing behind it, they run into a dead end. They have to figure out how the admin is being controlled before they can ever start messing with the website. It's disconnected from the databases. So even if they did do something on the site itself, it wouldn't impact the database. And when an update was made, most likely it would just wipe out whatever changes that that shady, shady hacker tried to do. So that, that's a nice thing. In addition to that, one of the other big benefits is uptime. So right now, if everybody has a WordPress site, has seen that white screen of death where just something is broken you don't know what you did. You made a change in the admin and boop, your website's gone. With headless, that doesn't happen because it's a simple HTML version. The web, the backend can go down and it will not impact the front end. The front end is that dumb HTML page that's going to work just fine if there was a backend or there wasn't a backend. The other big benefit that comes from that when you go to just that very simple admin is you have a, obviously it's a, less load from a customer's perspective, which means it's less load from a server perspective, which means you don't have to buy as robust of a server infrastructure as you need otherwise. What we found for our hosting environments is we can actually go with a much lower tier hosting platform than we would have otherwise. So we're otherwise we're having to pay a lot of money for content delivery networks, a lot of money for really high end hosting. By going in this direction, we want to make sure that the, the admin is fast and easy to get to. And then we want to make sure the front end is, but it's only using a fraction of the bandwidth that you would use otherwise. So it's a really, really good benefit for, for you there. So those are all the technical benefits. But if I had to boil it down to really three main things, one is it's speed. It's incredibly fast. Two, it's very secure. And three, from a search perspective, those things that we just talked about, search engines love all that stuff. They love the fact that the site's fast. They love the fact that they don't have to render things that aren't helpful for a customer. <clears throat> and they love the fact that you have your fast sites, it's up, uptime is there, and everything works in its favor. So what we found is when you look at a website that is done in headless, say in Lighthouse, you if it's done properly, and you know I'm, I'm biased, our guys do things properly, but what we found is you're going to see Lighthouse scores in the 90 plus percent you're going to see accessibility is a lot easier to optimize for. From an SEO perspective, you're going to see 98 plus percent, depending if you do things the right way. So 
there's so many performance improvements. There's so much search engine optimization improvements and so much security improvements that I really think that headless is something that you should be talking to your development team about. Now, we wouldn't be doing our job if we only said the good things about it because there are some drawbacks, but they're not a ton, to be honest with you. And there's really only four maybe things that I would say. You know, the first one is it does cost a little bit more to do a headless design because you're building out the admin and then you're building out the front end. You have to have those connections between the two. A lot of those costs are getting mitigated over time. But, you know, when you're kind of just jumping in now, you probably will see a little bit more expensive development process using a headless site versus not using a headless. But in all those cases, search performance, conversion rate on the website because it's faster and everything other benefits that go along with it, it turns that cost into more of a small investment to having a better overall web experience. So it's a disadvantage that might cost a little bit more, but I think it's definitely well worth it. The next thing that you have to really look at in terms of that could be a negative is you really have to think about your website's architecture a little bit differently. So you know there's going to be multiple data feeds coming into the website and it's more of just a brain shift of not having one website that does everything. You have an admin that you want to be able to export a certain amount of data from and then you have a front end that you want that data to appear. So there's a little bit of gap there that you kind of have to think about. Number three, I think that's somewhat of a disadvantage. And, and again, this is not a huge disadvantage in my opinion, but you are going to forfeit some flexibility because of all those performance gains. You can't do as much uh, heavy lifting on the website side to make things work a certain way. Uh, you may lose the ability to have some of the fun plugins that you use in WordPress or other platforms because you're always chasing the maximum performance. In my opinion, that's a it, it can be, be frustrating a little bit because you you want something to work a certain way. But the nice thing is now the the front end guys can make it work the way that you want it to as optimally as possible without having to worry about having to appease your backend developers and making sure that they're able to actually deliver the data that the front end guy wants. And then lastly, uh, I'll, I'm going to throw this one out there as well, or at least Alyssa threw this one out here in her article, is there is going to be a learning curve. There's a few extra steps in terms of making an update on the website, being able to view that edit before you push it live, and then actually deploying. When I say it's a learning curve, it's a it's a learning bump. It's it's barely anything at all. And once you understand that there's a few extra buttons to click or maybe a proofing process is a little bit different, once that's done, everything is pretty, pretty straightforward. So that those are the disadvantages. We talked about the advantages, but the other things we had a couple questions of, <clears throat> specifically from some of our clients, as we're in the process of moving here, is cost. So specifically what goes into it. Uh, so a couple of things we said, like you might see an increased cost by going, building your admin, building out your front end. The proofing process is typically a little bit more lengthy, getting everything done. But to negate those more expensive costs in development, you typically have lower costs in terms of hosting on an ongoing basis. Storage and file optimizations, server functions, volume of tra traffic, overall load of your website, all that stuff is going to go down a little bit. So while you may put a little bit of investment in the front end, when I say front end, uh, in the initial part of building a website, you should be able to see that savings on the longevity of, of the website itself. 
And the other big question a lot of people have regarding headless is tracking. It is a little bit different because you don't have the admin side where you can manage all that stuff. Some of that tracking is a little bit more difficult if you're not using Google Tag Manager and other things appropriately. So keep that in mind. It's nothing that is you know, too concerning, but the nice thing is to know that from a tracking perspective, Headless can do everything your current website can do. So those are kind of like the, the big benefits of what track Headless is. That's the big de uh, detriments to what Headless is. Either way, we've launched several of these sites in this platform or in this structure. And in every case, we've been very, very impressed. It does take a little bit extra time to get up to speed and learn it. From our client's perspective, it takes them a little bit extra time. And you know, I apologize to the handful of clients that have new headless websites because it does take a little bit extra. But the benefits are, are really worth it, <clears throat> particularly for the people who have you know, had them for a few months, understand how they work, and that brain shift occurs and you know, click, okay, now I get it. And they absolutely love it. So, you know, with that said, I think this is a great article. Take a look at it and digest it. And it's the beginning of the year. Your budget's probably done. But if you do have a web development project in the pipeline, really, really, really think carefully about headless before you move forward. Because what you don't want to do is put yourself in a negative position where you built your new website. You haven't had a new website since COVID started. So you're probably looking at three, four years, five years or so that a website's been done. Don't go investing in technology that is several years old that will be dated the date the website goes live. I know your competitors are looking at headless, other hotels are, corporate sites are looking at headless, and it really is the direction we expect the web community to go in. So don't go spending all your time and money building a, a dated website when you can do it the right way. You know, for us personally, Travel Boom is exclusively headless at this point because it is so effective in, in what it can do. With that being said, take a look at this article. Like I said, it's uh, posted in December. Alyssa Fariska wrote it and it's travelboommarketing.com slash blog slash what is a headless CMS. So between that, I think that will get you everything you need to know to succeed and kick off your headless website development projects. It's confusing. I know we talked a lot about technology, uh, technical type stuff today, and hopefully you enjoy that. But if you want more information, you can find us at travelboommarketing.com. You can find us on LinkedIn at Travel Boom Marketing, or you can find me personally at Pete DeMeo, P-E-T-E-D-I-M-A-I-O. And definitely let us know what you think if this is a, a good format, this technical technical type discussion. Leave us some feedback on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts. Or hey, just jump over and communicate with us on LinkedIn. We like to talk to people. It makes us happy and hopefully we can help you too. That is all we have for you today, but don't worry. We'll be back soon with another edition of the Hotel Marketing Podcast with more tips, tricks, and how-to guides to make you the best hotelier you can be. Bye-bye, everybody.